The NBA Draft Lottery and the draft is inching closer. Let's talk about that. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's Five San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hope everybody's having a great week. And we always thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown NBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. So, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about the NBA draft, the draft lottery, but specifically, who are the draft stock risers and who possibly could be, be sliding down? And also, can it be true? Scoot Henderson is not the presumptive second overall pick in the upcoming draft. How does that affect your San Antonio Spurs? We're going to talk about it with the guy I go to for all things college basketball, draft, draft lottery. He is Jack Thompson with San Antonio Sports Star Coast of the Saturday Morning Hangover. This is your time to shine, Jack. I mean, you must be oh, loving yeah. this. You must be loving this right now. Yeah, this is definitely, when it comes to basketball, my favorite time of the year. No doubt about it. Were you disappointed in the, some of the performances during the NCAA tournament? Uh, like, I mean, yeah, I was I was definitely excited to potentially see um, Brandon Miller, you know, show off on the big stage. They said he was hindered by some sort of injury, but yeah, he he did not look good out there. Definitely, definitely did not look good. Well, let's go ahead and dive in this uh, topic right now. Let's start off with the draft uh, risers. What's the latest, Jack? Who is rising up the uh, draft lottery board, the mock drafts? Who are some players that are just really upping their stock, if you will, before the draft lottery and the draft? I would say the two biggest draft risers in the recent mock drafts would be uh, Taylor Hendricks. He's a kind of a wing power forward from UCS. He's jumping into a lot of the lotteries I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And then also, kind of surprisingly, but not huge, is uh, Kansas's freshman uh, Grady Dick. He's also mm-hmm. a small forward. He, mm-hmm. th- both of those I've been seeing have jumped into a lot of lotteries as of recently. Mm, wow. Uh, you know, why are they? Why are their stock uh, rising? What is it? Is it some sort of like secondhand knowledge, like – Scouts are just realizing that, hey, we had these guys down. Why Why do or why has drafts in, in the past or this current one see players rise in stock? It always feels like there's always those couple of players right as the draft lottery and draft comes around that, oh, my God, you got to buy, buy, buy. What is it? What is it? It's just simple scouting that they dug deeper into the numbers. How does that work? I think for, for Taylor Hendricks, he's kind of – Definitely went under the radar throughout the uh, college season. He went to UCF, so definitely not a highly touted program. Don't play in a huge conference. So there weren't too many eyes on him, and I'm not sure very many people thought that he was going to jump straight into the draft right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've seen him definitely jump into a lot of of the lotteries lately, and 
Mm-hmm. He's getting player comps of like Jeremy Grant, or if you go a little bit further back, like Antoine Jameson. Just a, a skilled 6'9", 6'10", forward that can shoot the ball, super versatile, can defend lots of positions. So mm-hmm. I think they've been kind of digging deeper into his film and seeing that since he declared for the draft that this guy definitely has the potential to be pretty good in the NBA with his positional size and skill set. And then when it comes to Grady Dick, um, I mean, he went to Kansas, so there were eyes on him all year. So it's kind of odd to see that he's making that that jump into the lottery. I mean, he's, you know, a 6'8", lights-out shooter. So it's definitely not a huge surprise when that's like the most coveted skill set in the NBA right now is mm-hmm. size with shooting. So but I'm not really sure how, you know, he's suddenly right. jumping in when people have had their eyes on him all year. Well, let's let's, let's start off with Grady. Um, you know, if the Spurs were to select him, maybe one of their lower picks that they have or trade up for him or whatever, they get him. Somehow, some way they get him. Uh, what would he provide the Spurs and would it be a good pick for the rebuild? I mean, he would definitely provide the Spurs with shooting coming in day one. Like I said, he's, He's a six-eight forward, so he's got good positional size. Um, he just also knows the game really well. He's got a very good basketball IQ. He's a great cutter, good passer, pretty good defensive player, and uh, you know he's not a bad rebounder as well. So mm-hmm. he definitely has uh, NBA level skill set. And yeah, I mean, he, I think he would translate nicely into any team. I don't ever see him, you know, becoming a star for any team but he'll definitely make a lot of money in the league and play for a long time there's no doubt about that yeah i, I could definitely see him fitting in with this uh, young squad you know you just providing more outside shooting you you look at these playoffs right now you know who's that guy from miami uh strauss or strauss you know knocking down mm-hmm. the, those threes after three uh, austin reeves you know the long distance shooting so yeah it's a premium right now he will provide it but again not a top 10 pick, right? I mean, we, are we pushing there for him or no? Yeah, I think that would definitely be a reach in the top 10. I would I would go other people in front of him if I were drafting that late in the lottery. But mm-hmm. if shooting is a premium for your team, then you would be one of the guys to turn to. Right, exactly, yeah. We're talking with Jack Thompson of San Antonio Sports Star, co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover. He'll talk about his show and what's going on at the Star later on on this show right here on Locked On Spurs. I like Grady. I, I think you know he would be a fantastic pickup. You're right. I don't see him as a top 10 pick. I, I'd be shocked if, worst case scenario, Spurs fall to seven and they select them. I, I think they're still perhaps better at seven. Yeah. But uh, Grady Dick definitely is somebody to keep an eye on. You know, there's also a possibility of the Spurs uh, trading down if they feel they can get more draft capital. And for players that they, they can use, let's just say they get Wimby. Great, you know. And then with their other picks, you know, see if they can flip some of that. And they got a big old war chest of draft picks. So we'll see how that handles. But, yeah, Grady Dick definitely is a someone uh, to watch on. But we're not done talking. We're going to get back. We're going to talk about the other player that jack mentioned right now who is rising the stock and as the nba draft lottery continues uh, to march even closer as a big day coming spurs fans it's almost there we'll see if there's going to be any light at the end of the tunnel after coming out of last season uh let's go to talk about game time look 
You got to get game time right now. Why buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. So when killer deals come on at like, like last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you want to go to game time. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun that you'll have. They have flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find. You can buy tickets on the spot, every kind, every event in your area. You get images of seat uh, views, the lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, so much when they got you covered. Don't forget, planning months in advance, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Like I mentioned, there's exclusive flash deals for tickets for like football, basketball, baseball, concerts. Yeah, they got it all. And you want to get it right now. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off. Game Time today. Download it right now. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And I also want to talk to you about Mud Slingers coffee drive through coffee i was just there recently san antonio and let me tell you i had the red bull lightning drink and i was already awake for the rest of my day look they got dairy alternatives they got so many flavors you want a latte they got it you stayed up late the night before you needed something a quick pick me up they have it right there you want to go to mudslingers drive through coffee right now and it's located in san antonio supporting the community right here in san antonio I urge everybody go to Mudslingers Drive Through Coffee right now, located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive, San Antonio, Texas, 78232. Go there right now. Open daily 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Once again, Mudslingers Drive Through Coffee. I recommend the Red Bull Lightning drink. Yeah, that'll really pick you up. Mudslingers Drive Through Coffee. Life is too bland for, well, too short, I should say, for a bland coffee. That's going to bring him back. He is. Jack Thompson with San Antonio Sports Star. Make sure to uh, check out his show, uh, Saturday Morning Hangover, over at the Star. Jack, so you mentioned somebody else that's rising in the, the NBA draft recently. What is his name again, just to remind me? His name is uh, Taylor Hendricks. He's okay. A six, yeah, nine, tell us about him. Six, ten. Yeah, he's a 6'9", six, 6'10", six, wing out of the University of Central Florida. I mean, he had a fantastic year. He averaged like 18 points. Close to 10 rebounds, very versatile defender. And uh, he's a big forward with, you know, some shooting range and is very athletic. So that's definitely the position with the skill set that is the most coveted in the NBA. When you're that big, can guard multiple defenders, and you still have, you know, some offensive upside to you, that's definitely the most coveted um, position in the NBA right now. But we saw him do this against, you know, mid-major talent. He definitely jumps off the screen when you watch his tape. He looks like a pro, but suddenly he's jumping into the mid to late lottery and, and you know, like the 7 to 10 range. And uh, he's definitely been one of the fastest rising prospects right now. His uh, player comps come at, like, Jeremy Grant, who is currently on the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Or if you go a little bit further back, they say he's got a little – Antoine Jameson in him. So, you know, a big wing that can defend but also can fill it up on the offensive mm-hmm. end. Do you think his position, the type of player that he is, could perhaps cause some sort of, a, you know, current roster shuffling? Because it sounds like the Spurs de- definitely have a players in that mold. Yeah, I don't think 
or I do think like if the Spurs were to take a player like that, it would definitely shuffle uh, around the roster. There's no doubt about that. But he's not the first, you know, big forward wing that I would go and get if I was drafting later in the lottery after like the first five. I think there are two ahead of him that I would draft, but he's definitely got a lot of upside. There's There's definitely no doubt about that. Yeah, and do you think the Spurs can still afford a project player, even though they're trying to get this rebuild going? You think that's still part of a of a good piece of the direction they're going to is to bring in, as you mentioned, like a project player? Um, it it's hard to tell where we really set ourselves in the rebuild because there were some nights where, you know, the Spurs looked pretty awful, and when you're awful, there's time to to grow players. Then there were some nights when you know, everyone was healthy and things were clicking and our offense and defense looked really good and we took down some of the better teams in the NBA. So it's really hard to peg where the Spurs are in their rebuild process and who's going to be around for the long haul. But if there's a guy that you peg that's good enough and even needs a little bit more tweaking and growing, but in the end of the road, he could be, you know, a an all-star or something close to that, I think you kind of have to, you kind of have to roll with it and kind of have to grow that player because all-stars just don't fall in your lap every day. And even if it's a young guy that you think might potentially be there one day, I think you gotta, you gotta take the swing at that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the Spurs can afford a project player, but not too, too much because I think they have one right now. Would you consider Blake Wesley a project player? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Because he does things where you're very shocked that, wow, he he's lightning fast. His first step is almost unguardable, but he's got a lot of work to do. His outside shooting is, is rough. And then I feel a lot of the time when Blake attacks the basket, he doesn't really know how he's going to finish the play which ends up with him missing a lot of layups around the basket. So I would definitely say that Blake Wesley is a project. Yeah, I guess what the good thing about Blake, though, is that now is not only you – know, I think he knows, too, that he is a project player, but the Spurs have other pieces at that position to kind of cover for Blake, you know, from Trey Jones to Malachi. Oh, sometimes mm-hmm. it was just Sohan because he plays point. We've seen that. But – I just think that I'm okay with the Spurs taking a project player as long as that too too bad. Hell, I I even think Wemby possibly could be a project player. I mean, am I stretching it too far there? I mean, I'm not saying he's a complete, you know, reconstruction, but he's gonna have to learn the NBA game. What do you think? Oh yeah, Wemby. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a project, but he there will definitely be probably a season if not like half a season, uh, three-fourths of a season of lots of growing pains and lots of, you know, uh, gaining of NBA experience because he's going to come into a more physical league with guys who are, you know, almost as big as him, stronger than him, as athletic, can do a lot of the things that he can do. Well, he's in a league right now where there's just no one that can compete with him, size and, you know, athleticism wise but that's going to all change when it comes to the nba so there will definitely be a big adjustment and growing period for Wimby. 
Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I wouldn't say he's a complete, like I said, I, I, not a complete project player. I would say maybe project light, you know, basically just yeah. kind of like fine tuning, you know, smoothing the rough edges down. I think he'll be fine. But no, I mean, circling back to these draft risers, it's good to know because of the worst case scenario that could still happen. And that being the Spurs fall, I think the worst they could do is seven, right? Like that's the worst possible yeah, uh, situation they're in. Yeah, seven. So it's good to know there are players that are rising in stock, but at the same time, there are also players that are declining in stock, or at least I should say that more like just getting second looks and that being Scoot Henderson. We're going to talk about him when we get back right here on Locked On Spurs with Jack Thompson of the San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, thanks again for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. You everydayers, that's what I'm going to call you. You are the everydayers. Tomorrow on the show, we have a very special guest. The only hint I'm going to give you is it's not Tim Duncan, but very close to Tim Duncan. So I'll leave it as that. So once again, thanks for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. Hey, I want to talk to you about prize picks. You got to get prize picks right now. You want to play daily fantasy? You got to use prize picks. Hey, look, how does it work? So you pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize pick projection, you're going up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, NASCAR, tennis, WMA. I can go on and on. Look, Eurobasket, cricket, they got it all over at prize picks. So, Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's super easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. So you want to download the Price Picks app right now or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users get themselves a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. You deposit 100, Price Picks gives you 100. You deposit 50, you get 50 right back from Price Picks. Don't forget it in a promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit deposit match up to $100. We're back right here on Locked On Spurs with Jack Thompson, my co- my friend. And so I guess some I feel like you guys are my colleagues because the amount of time y'all come on here from you, from pleasure, <laughs> you meant is to even your dad, you know, everybody comes on here. But nevertheless, make sure to check him out at San Antonio Sports Star. And he is the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover. And we're talking about stock risers, stock droppers right here on Locked On Spurs. And one name that could most likely could possibly happen, that being Scoot Henderson, fall to the Spurs. There's been rumblings, mock drafts, uh, Jack, that his stock is slipping a little bit, that maybe he's not going to be the automatic number two, that he can fall as far as three, maybe four in that range. Why is that happening? What's What's going on here? Why should this be a concern? I think the only reason why that could potentially happen is, like I said previously, that just size and shooting is such a like a key part of today's NBA game. And if you have, you know, a six nine wing who can let it go from the three point line, can defend four positions, can rebound, like you're gonna do really well in the NBA. And right now, I mean, that basically describes Brandon Miller. That mm-hmm comes close to describing Amon Thompson. He's six foot seven. You got Jarris Walker out of Houston. He's six foot eight. You got Asura Thompson, six foot seven. 
Taylor Hendricks, six foot yeah. nine. Like Cam Whitmore after him, six foot yeah. seven. And then all the way down the list in the lottery, it's all guys who are six seven or higher. But at two, you have six foot three guard Scoot Henderson. So it's just that shot making wing forward is at an all time premium in the NBA, and everyone's trying to grab that position. I mean, you look at mm-hmm. every all of the best teams in the league have a premier wing forward on their team. So everyone's mm-hmm. just trying to trying to fill that hole. I think that would be the only reason as to why Scoot could be dropping in some boards. I would right. still definitely take him as the outright uh-huh. number two. I think he's probably the most ready player in the draft for the NBA because he's already spent time playing in the G League. Mm-hmm. Again, he's only, you know, 18 years old. And uh, he's got an NBA body. He's got, you know, the shooting ability. So I think it's the only thing that's causing him to potentially drop would be just that that tall wing forward, you know, three and D mm-hmm. type of player is right now at an all-time premium. Do you think um, this is another concern is that not only did the uh, G League United shut him down early in their season, but he didn't get that experience such as an NCAA tournament. Do you think that factors in? Oh, yeah, that certainly factors in. I mean, there's probably – of all the people that, you know, watch the NBA, probably like 99% of them have never seen Cute Henderson play. Mm-hmm. Like there's a very small, small, small percentage that have ever tuned into a G League Ignite game. But you flip that on to, you know, watching college, Right. Probably 99% of people have seen Brandon Miller play. Mm-hmm. So there just hasn't been, you know, the same eyes and exposure that you would get if you were, you know, playing in the NCAA. T- NCAA. And then even more so once you get into the NCAA tournament. I think that's really what ha- has helped a lot of people rise later in the lotteries, such as like Anthony Black from Arkansas or Jordan Hawkins who just – you know, won it all with UConn. I think those two really helped their their um, draft stock out by showing out in the NCAA. So I think just the the fact of the very little exposure to the outside world, not the like basketball, you mm-hmm. know, lifers that will tune into any game no matter what. Uh, I think that definitely uh, hurt Scoot a little bit as far as his exposure. Yeah, so figure this too that you get Wimby, you know, he doesn't, he's not even in the NBA, but yet the NBA is showing his games. So there's more exposure for Wimby there and for scouts to watch if they can't make it to France or wherever he's playing overseas. But you, you shut down Scoot early. He doesn't get that NCAA experience exposure. Uh, you know, we saw at least featured, you know, it was when only he played against Wimby, and that was it. Yeah. And, and that's all you saw. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Do you, do you do you think that Scoot will go to the combine? Yeah, he better. I mean, I think he definitely should. Mm-hmm. A lot more eyes will be on him there. I mean, all of the scouts and the GMs they all they all know who Scoot Henderson is, so it's not really huge for them. But I think it's big for him to go and maybe not. I mean, he doesn't have to test, but you got to play in the five on five and show mm-hmm. that 
you could dominate, you know, the rest of the field that's entering this this draft class. You can definitely see him going to the combine and then exiting after about a few days. It's like, okay, yeah, I've, I think I've it's shown enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really big for him and the Thompson twins to go to the combine, playing a little bit of the five on five action and show that, you know, while we, you hadn't seen us before play, we even, we can go and play against these comp, this level of competition and thrive and dominate. So I think, for those three, it's especially big for them to go and, you know, show out at the combine. I I mean, I, would you be shocked if Wimby goes? I, I don't I don't expect him to go to the combine. Oh yeah, I'd be I'd yeah. be completely shocked. He there's no need for him to go out there and, you know, potentially hurt him or his draft mm-hmm. stock because he's the clear cut number one and there's no one even close. Absolutely. He is Jack Thompson with San Antonio Sports Star. He is the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover. I'm going to make you very jealous right now, Jack. Um, <laughs> I shared the stage with Goku and Vegeta this past weekend. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty awesome. You, you know, this, this is interesting. So there was the uh, Riverwalk anime, the first one ever in San Antonio, when I was asked to host the uh, the convention. So I'm sure you know, I'm an anime nerd. You know this. I think all of San Antonio knows this. So I go and I think, okay, we're here at the panels you're going to be hosting. And okay, you know, Chainsaw Man, cool, you know, cool. I'm down, I'm down, I'm down the list. Um, you know, Demon Slayer, oh, interesting. Okay, okay. So the voice actor for Demon Slayer are going to be there. Keep on going down the list. Um, you know, I said, then I go, whoa, 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 hold on here. I go, am I seeing what I'm seeing here? It says Dragon Ball <laughs> Z panel, uh, Christopher Savant, uh, Sean Chamel. Goku Vegeta. So I tell the guy, I go, so they're going to be here, right? Yeah, they're going to be talking with you and the rest of the audience. So then before they even get there, I am like, <laughs> like trying to keep it composed, trying to keep yeah. it cool. Um, I'm in the sound check room. They're, they're giving me my mic and talking to me about, you know, how long they need the, you know, the panel to go on. And then boom, the curtains open and it's, Shamel and Savant come in. And I just stood there like, holy crap, it's them. <laughs> well, it's so funny because then after they break the ice and everything, really cool. I mean, they were just bouncing off each other. You could tell they worked with each other for years. I mean, they could finish each other's yeah. sentences. So one fan at the event dared them to go, can y'all, what would it be like if Goku and Vegeta fought over San Antonio breakfast tacos? So they looked at each other, they started laughing, and they did it, and they nailed it. They nailed it. And there's video of it if you want to see on uh, my Twitter, at Jeff G Spurs Zone. It was just a great weekend. I and When I was looking at them, I was like, if only Ledger and Jack and the other anime freaks that I know were here to witness what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> like, this is just yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> It's crazy, yeah. But, uh, but overall, but I was surprised to find out that the Demon Slayer voice actor is a 20-year-old kid, like young 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that, but it was good to know. But I know, like everybody knew, you're you're not here for the anime chat. Well, maybe some of you are, but you're also here to find out what Jack is doing over there at the San Antonio Sports Star. Jack, what's cooking with your show? What's cooking with the rest of the star? Oh, man. Well, you know, every Saturday we got the Saturday morning hangover from 9 to 11. You know, me, James Pleasure, 
and our newest co-host, Katie Goodman. We just, we're throwing down all the major storylines every week. If you miss out on anything during your busy work week, definitely tune in to our show from 9 to 11 on Saturday morning. You can catch us uh, on live air at 94.1 FM or 12.50 AM. Or you can always, you know, catch us now back on YouTube Live or Facebook Live. And then if you don't have time for any of the live stuff, you can go into the EssexSportsStar.com and listen to us in the audio vault. And then during the week, if you're trying to tune in, you got R&R in the morning. You got Halftime with Mike Jimenez. And then to close it down, every weekday, you got the Blitz with Jason and Joe. Uh, we've got a fantastic crew over here. Lots of knowledge, lots of different takes from, you know, every end of the spectrum. You got, you know, me still in my 20s and then all the way up, you know, to the old heads with Jason, Joe, and my dad that we all got different takes. So whatever your uh, your cup of tea is when it comes to sports, I guarantee you we can fill it with what we're, what we're giving out. It's great shows all around and definitely worth your time to tune in to any one of them. Hey, can you tell your colleague... Mikey minutes to stop doing that pose that he does. I'm not sure that man can be stopped. He needs to just can you just please advise can you at least advise him? Like listen, <laughs> um, you're you're clowning yourself every time you do that special pose on your belly there, Mike. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> That's just embarrassing. Yeah, I, think I don't he, I don't think that man can be stopped. He's out of control. Once again, he is Jack Thompson with San Antonio Sports Star. You want to make sure to follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. Can't miss it. Got his pups there. I think I heard one of them right now. So, yep. uh, yeah, they're there. By the way, it's a great picture of you and your uh, girlfriend. It's a great picture y'all do. Oh, yeah, that was at uh, my cousin's wedding just a couple yeah. months ago. All right, congratulations. So if you want to see Jack's family there, his girlfriend and his two puppies, make sure to follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. So for Jack Thompson, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.